Hello, and welcome to COVID Convos with your host, Rhea Saraswat. Today, we'll be talking with Crystal Jancy, a respiratory therapist who works at Banner Del Webb Hospital in Sun City West, Arizona. So let's give her a call. So let's jump right into some questions. All like what effect has COVID had on your mental or your physical health, like just personally for you? Um, mental health more while at work. It's mm-hmm. it's just different at work. Um, it's more stressful, more stressful time than normal. With before the COVID, it wasn't you know a big deal. You go to work, you do your job, but since <laughs> the COVID, it's a lot it's a lot more stressful it's just it was tough <laughs> or it still is it still is yeah so mm-hmm. if you have one thing just in general to tell the general public in regards to covid what would you say or what do you think is the most important thing for people who maybe don't have that same healthcare perspective that you do to know about covid like just in general i think the most important thing for people is that this is serious. A lot of people think it's a big joke. Um, they think, you know, the government has something to do with it. And that might be the case, but they just don't take it seriously when, you know, the governor says you need to be wearing your mask. It's true, but they mm-hmm. don't know that because they don't see, they don't work in the healthcare field at all. So they don't know that, but they just don't take it seriously. And I feel like they probably should. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of ended up impacting so many parts of different people's lives, and a lot of them still don't take it seriously, especially within our own state. We've had that issue kind of, I think, a little more than other places have. Um, right. But, yeah. So as a respiratory therapist, because I know that that's what you do at Dell Webb, um, you see some of, like, the worst of the pandemic, especially because of the type of virus that COVID is. So you kind of have, like, a very unique perspective versus what other people might know about COVID. So while so many of us have been able to stay at our homes and avoid the avoid the virus, you're kind of on the front lines and you have to combat it. So how has your work environment changed within the last few months, just going from not ever really having to worry about something like the coronavirus many months ago at the beginning of 2020 to how that's kind of changed the hospital, how it works there now? Yeah, I hope it's changed a, a lot, a lot. Um, you know, we now we have to wear masks throughout the whole day. Um, Mm -hmm. So that makes it very difficult and awkward sometimes too. Um, And it's just, it's it's different. I don't know. Like we see as a respiratory therapist, we see that this, the COVID affects a lot of people, but it affects their lungs. And that's what we deal with as respiratory therapists. Um, like whether they're on the machines that are breathing for them, it's just it's very different from anything I've ever experienced before. <laughs> and I've been a respiratory therapist for 12 years. Oh my. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we're all in this together. It's all new for everybody. So mm-hmm. we're all just, we're learning and yeah, we're learning day I by day, really. Yeah, and I feel like you guys really have to see all of the effects that COVID has, just not just because how it affects other systems in the body, but 
so much of it has to do with what you do that you kind of see mm-hmm. the worst of it. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy to see, like, maybe in the ICU or just in the hospital beforehand, like months ago, you wouldn't have that many patients with these type of issues. And now suddenly so many people have this and there isn't necessarily like a cure that we have. So it's even, it makes your job even more difficult despite the fact that it's just really easy to catch and stuff like that. So it just makes your job harder. Right. And they think also it's harder too is these people are dying. Like a lot of them are, they're not making it. And I think that's so Mm -hmm. hard because yeah, we're used to death and people, passing away but not in the amount of people that mm-hmm. have during this COVID and I think that's hard too to see that yeah it's just it's crazy because it's in some sense you might even feel helpless like you're trying the best you can and still right. so many people are succumbing to that virus so mm-hmm. yep and there's and there's nothing you can do so you feel you feel awful and you know mm-hmm. that there isn't anything and you're doing the best you can but it's it's heart wrenching. It really is. Yeah. So, what was your reaction to the drastic increase of cases in Arizona? So, once kind of it became a hot spot, and at first, I know during the first wave, they would really call it when maybe up north there were a lot more cases and we didn't have as many. And afterwards, Arizona became a hot spot and we had a lot of people getting COVID. So, what was your kind of reaction to see that drastic increase where? So already the amount of patients that you had just shot up. Yeah, it was it was shocking and and it also it made me angry because I knew that people weren't taking it seriously, obviously, because it, mm-hmm. the numbers just shot up really, really fast. And uh it to look back now, we're not as busy now, but to look back I think, how did we do that? day in and day out and it was busy very busy not what we're used to at all and looking yeah. back now it's i wonder how did we even do that <laughs> but we yeah. got through it but, i know I, I mean for now we can say that the worst is over but it's not like it's completely gone there are so many people that are still getting it and i know that within the hospital that you work at how all of the floors change and they had um like floors designated for COVID and then how it went over capacity. It was honestly crazy how many people yeah. caught the virus so fast and how their health deteriorated to that point where they were, you know, all in need of that much help just to recover. So that was a really crazy time. And that was also just, it was just scary to see just from the sidelines. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, and it, and it went by fast too. I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. we went through that for weeks where it was so busy, but, looking back now it went by really fast (laughs) i think at some point you guys are just so overworked that you're just trying to do your job and get it get through the day to the point where now looking back it might seem like it it went by really fast but then it was just terrible yes it was very terrible (laughs) yeah so uh, like you said beforehand like teenagers like myself they don't kind of see past our own perspective sometimes. So you'll see younger kids my age or a little older than me still going out, partying or stuff like that. And they kind of see the virus as just a nuisance. Like it's not a really big deal. But what would you kind of want to tell those people in particular that haven't seen these true effects of COVID? Like how 
how what they see and what you see is so different and how important it is to actually take a step back, care about it, and realize that it's not just your life on the line type of thing. Yeah. I, I, I just, I don't know. I would, I don't know how I would tell teen, I mean, I have a teenager myself. Mm-hmm. And she's only 14, but and I don't think she even knows the seriousness or understands mm-hmm. the seriousness of it all. But for older teens, they have to understand a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they seem to not really care. What I would love to do is show them, but obviously you can't do that. Yeah. That would be ideal to take them through and show them, this is what it looks like. And not only are you endangering yourself, but, yes, you're endangering Everybody else around you, your families, and we saw that a lot where there was a lot of families that got sick because yeah. of the children that brought it home. Mm-hmm. So That's happened yeah. quite a couple of times, especially with the elderly, where mm-hmm. they will see their family and spread the virus that they did not even know that they might have had. And it, it kind yeah. of amplifies the effect drastically. And then you look back right. on it and you're like, it was probably because people were out. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. So this is like from a medical standpoint, as a medical professional, what would you suggest that regular folks do just to protect themselves or like other than like just to mitigate the spread of the virus or what's something that you've kind of started to implement in your daily routine just to protect yourself and your family? Oh, I um, like with my family, you have got mm-hmm. to wash your hands. You have to be very serious about washing your mm-hmm. hands. Um, and, and washing them the correct way, obviously, too. And mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm a big stickler on the mask. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still important to wear those masks. And mm-hmm. I know that it's hard, but it, everybody has to do it in order to, you know, prevent that or to slow the spread of it. You have mm-hmm. to wear your mask. So I'm a big, it's a big deal to me. And I even carry around extra masks. But if I see somebody out, I hand them one. You know, here's a fresh mask. You need to use it. It's important. Mm -hmm. No, and that's, I think, the best way that at least for now what we can do is just to make sure to keep our families protected, to keep ourselves protected, and just the people around us wear a mask. (laughs) Like, I think a lot of people don't understand how much it can help, but it really does. It does a lot. It does. Mm -hmm. It does. So, Yeah. So you you mentioned that you have um, a teenager. Do we? How many kids do you have? Just one. Okay. So um, I'm in high school, and I'm assuming your uh, daughter's in high school too. And I have younger siblings. My younger sister's also in high school, and a brother who's in middle school. So um, as a parent and as a respiratory therapist, how do you like feel about schools returning to in-person learning? Because I know at one point that was a very big issue. And still mm-hmm. right now, a lot of times we don't know, depending on your school district or what's going to happen, but how do you kind of feel about them going back to school still with COVID everywhere? I'm, at first I wasn't okay with it, but I am now, mm-hmm. only because the school is requiring them to wear masks at all time, obviously, except for lunch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've they've taken a lot of precautions at school already. She actually starts tomorrow. So they won't have any lockers. They shut Mm -hmm. down a lot of the bathrooms, and Mm -hmm. um, and they're going to be every other desk. It's going to be very 
very good for that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad she's going back to school because I've seen her become so depressed over the summer. Yeah. She couldn't be with her friends. We mm-hmm. couldn't really do anything. So I'm glad she's going back to school. But I'm glad they're making them wear masks and they're taking mm-hmm. the precautions. And- and that they're kind of putting those measures in place. Because I know, like, yeah. it did not feel like we were on summer vacation at all. It was like our spring break ended, and then we were just stuck at home, and we didn't know what was going on for so long. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, and we're definitely excited to hopefully go back to school soon. But did your daughter have to do online beforehand and then, or are they just starting now? Uh, no, she's been doing online. Okay. Beforehand, yeah. But tomorrow is the day they actually... Only some of them, not the whole school. It was it was mm-hmm. by choice. Only some mm-hmm. of them will start tomorrow, and the rest will still continue to do online. And hopefully, like, with the students coming back, they can kind of adjust however they need to to make sure that they still have all those safety precautions in place. Because a lot of us, like, we want to go back to school so badly, but you kind of have to make sure that, that um, you don't spread the virus that way because, honestly, we're kind of the best carriers for it. And that right. doesn't just affect us, it'll affect everybody within our family or whoever you come in contact with. And so right. it's it's really nice that at least finally that we are kind of getting an idea of whether school's going to start for us or just what precautions they're putting in place. Like the mask wearing, that is, it's so good that they have that there and that they're separating people and kind of, I know schools have changed their, the way their scheduling works and everything to keep less people in mm-hmm. the hallways at the same time. And yeah. Ideally, this is kind of, it's kind of how the new normal is going to be for a while, so. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm assuming it was also kind of harder. I know your daughter's older, but just having your kids at home while you're working, that honestly is just difficult in its own right. And just right. making sure that they have to, that they're kind of, they're kind of working at it and still at least trying to maintain touch with their friends and stuff like that. Because like you said, you get kind of sad when you're at home and you can't see your friends and you can't talk to people. And at the same time, I can say from a child's perspective, to see your parents going into the hospital and knowing that they have to go do all this really difficult mm-hmm. work and you have no idea what's going to happen, it's it's just yeah. crazy to think about. It is just, I'm sure, yeah. I feel bad for all the kids, anybody in school, really, because I mean, it's hard on them not to... I mean, that's not normal. They don't Mm -hmm. have anybody, any friends, no social life whatsoever except with family. Well, we can't maintain Mm -hmm. that. Not for that that many months. No, it's awful. Yeah. But it's good. She's finally starting school tomorrow. It'll be be different, but it'll be really nice to go back to school, you know, and get to see your friends again, so. Yes, awesome. I think so too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it works mm-hmm. out, but I'm just glad they're taking a lot of precautions at school. Mm-hmm. So I have like one last question for you. Um, uh, how has your, I mean, I've kind of touched on this already, but how has your family in general adapted or changed in response to the pandemic? So like, what are things that you, besides just getting the virus, virus have to worry about much more than you did before, if that makes sense? Um, well, I my mother lives with me, and she mm-hmm. has had some health issues. So after this all started, I was the only one to go out and do grocery shopping mm-hmm. and 
things like that. And it didn't seem like a big deal at first, but for months I've been the only one going out and doing the grocery <laughs> shopping because I didn't want her to go out, mm-hmm. have to go out in this. So it's changed in that way. And she works from home, so she's at home all the time. And then, mm-hmm. so my daughter was home too, so she wasn't home alone when I was working. So that was nice that way. But I wouldn't let um, I wouldn't let her go out and do grocery shopping or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I did it all, and that's it was no big deal, but it was a lot. <laughs> it takes a toll after a while. After a while, it does. I don't think I could do that for the rest of my life. <laughs> And and it and it really is like some of the most mundane things that we thought were so normal, like going to the grocery store. That completely changed. I mean, everybody was walking in the mornings to go get their wipes and toilet paper and stuff like that. And for a while, it was honestly it was crazy. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and and it just and it's and it's much harder, especially like with your mother living at home. It's just another person who's high risk. So it makes your job even harder because you have to go be with those patients and help them recover and still make sure that your mother doesn't get it, you know? Exactly, that's honestly, yeah. that's even That's even more scary. I honestly have no idea how you would have dealt with that and yeah. are dealing with that because it's it's not like COVID's gone. But No, not yet. <laughs> yeah, We're just keeping our fingers. Take the precautions. I know, I know. I'm hoping that we made it through this far, so. Yeah, Keep on going until until it goes away, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Day by day, I guess. Mm-hmm. But thank you so much for talking to me. It was really oh, awesome sure. to just, like, hear about how it kind of it changed your family or um, how your work has changed and stuff like that. And hopefully the people that will actually get to listen to your responses will kind of get an idea of how it doesn't just affect, like, Everybody has their own experience with COVID, how they might not get to see their friends anymore, or you don't get to go out as often, or you don't get to see your grandparents. But for other people, like when your family works in healthcare, the response is completely different, kind of how you deal with it. It's a lot more scary. It's a lot more, you know, a lot more precautions that you take. And so hopefully the people who maybe don't know about a perspective like yours will know more about it. Maybe the people that don't take it as seriously will kind of understand a little better that's kind of the aim that's i hope point. so yeah i that's hope so yeah and that's it for today folks thanks for joining us as we talked with crystal jancy a respiratory therapist at banner del webb hospital I hope that by listening to our conversation, you got a little more educated, got to see maybe a new perspective, and got to learn a little more. 